Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Tigers Talk Rugby. Before we get started, go take a look at our website, tigerstalkprod.com. That's T-I-G-E-R-S-T-A-L-K-P-R-O-D.com. Here you can listen to old episodes, read our blog, and buy our merch. The link will also be in the description. And in addition to that, go ahead and follow us on Instagram for podcasts and rugby news, which is at Tigers Talk Rugby. Now, without further ado. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Tigers Talk Rugby. I'm CJ, and I'm brought to you, bringing this episode to you with Beckett, the awesome co- uh, co-host. And since we have 11 days, according to what well, today we're recording on Tuesday, so we have 11 days until the MLR season begins. So we thought it's probably a good time to talk about some MLR. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. Um, I think it kind of snuck up on us. We were kind of, I think we had a, a week or two longer than we did. So, um, but this is exciting. I think this is going to be a pretty good, very interesting season. There's no one that really stands out to me as, you know, this is the obvious pick to win it all. Even like the defending champs, New England. I don't, you know, I, I think they'll be very good. They're going to be very, they'll probably be one of the favorites, but I wouldn't go so far to say this is the outright favorite right now. Yeah, there's just so much change that has happened in this season. We've lost teams, we gained teams, teams have moved. You know, we look at the the entire rosters of these of each team from both conferences, and they are patchwork jobs, except for like a handful of teams who are returning a bunch of starters. So that being said, we're gonna talk about each of the conferences one by one so we're starting in the west and then we'll head east and then within that we're going to give you our prediction of how that each team is going to finish or at least a rough idea of where we think they're going to finish and then we'll go over a little bit of uh news from the team saying who our team like our key mvp for the team is their key loss and then key additions uh we've done this a couple iterations uh in the past so we're just going to fly through on each team for both conferences. So, Beckett, why don't you tell everybody what were our predictions for the Eastern Conference? Or Western Conference, sorry. Yeah. I'm um, getting ahead of myself, you know? You are, I was about to say. We're going we're gonna to start first, and we're going alphabetically, so no one get mad if, if, uh, about anything. So we're going to go alphabetically based on the city that they're in. Um, so first off, we have uh, Dallas. Um, Dallas is an interesting one. Obviously, they've had a lot of struggles in MLR at, so far, but I think this is the season that they might. We're going to start seeing a lot better things come around. Um, I have as my MVP uh, last year's Rookie of the Year, Sam Gola. I feel like. They're really going to want to build him to be kind of their American face of the team. I think he's now that he's he was great as a rookie. He got his first, you know, first professional matches under his belt, first international matches was under his belt, where I thought he played uh, pretty well for a first time international player against some good teams. So I think I expect him to see an even better season from him. Um, he was a tackling machine. He made a lot of carries, had a few tries. I think 
you could see those numbers going up, I think he'll be a very important piece uh, on the field and uh, in their lineup. Yeah, I think he can definitely become a key part of the forward pack for them and just be a good defensive stand. Uh, you know, he went abroad. He went abroad over this over the break to go play for the Eagles, and he played. I mean, we've reviewed uh, him very intensively, honestly. And if he can take some of the momentum that he had from playing international and stick it into the MLR, I think he's going to have a repeat season, if not a better season than he did his rookie year. Yeah, agree 100%. Um, yeah, I think this the sky's the limit for Sam Gola. I think he's a very special young player, and I, I think we might see him do a lot of big things this year. Yeah, and again, like you said, he'd be a, he's a great person to have as a face of a franchise kind of deal, especially if Dallas wants to be show themselves off as like an American, like if they want an American face, uh, tough player, tough squad kind of culture. I think Sam Gola is a great person to build that around. Yep, I agree. Um, so let's moving on from Gola, our key loss. Uh, so I had Conrado Rua. I thought he was a great player for them last year. Um, and I think they're going to miss his hard carrying, his uh, tackling, and then just his uh, veteran leadership. He's, you know, he's been around rugby for a, uh, for a good while, little while now, a lot more than some of the players on the team because they do have a fairly young team. So I think losing him in that back row is going to hurt. Yeah. It's just one of those Argentine players that they have <laughs> that they had, and now they're losing him to Italy. So he'll be missed for sure. But again, their team is just filled with so many different players. So I wonder, will he be missed? Is a key thing. I mean, they have. I kind of joke that they have so many Argentine players too, they do have a which lot. is I like I went through. There was like ten or eleven. Yeah, um, but that I mean, is a good point. They do have a lot of other back rowers coming in. Um, Damon Torres, Ronan Foley, um, and Fry. Yeah, they. So that that's a great point. It it might not be as big of a loss just because of who's coming in, but I think more of just like an individual player leaving the team. I think he was pretty big. Another one is uh, Adrian uh, Busen. Yeah. Oh wait. No, yeah. Is he, the, is he? Am I mixing him up with the other? Namibian eight in New England. I might be uh no, no, because that's Wayne Conradi. Yes, Adrian Busa. That's would be another big loss, I'd say. But when it comes to that, I mean he was like he's like what 27 years old. So having somebody who's a little bit older is kind of nice. Especially because mm-hmm. like you look at their squad and it's made like if you look like Beckett, you did a fantastic job of having all the birthdays. Of all these players, yeah. and I got it from I, uh, America's Rugby News. It was very helpful. So I'm I like looking like the at they format, and I'm like looking at it, and it's like 1999, 2000, 2001, 2002, 97, 95. Like 95 is like the oldest person on this team. Oh, 89 in uh, Juan Pablo. So I think 
since they're such a young team, they could have used a little bit more experience here or there, but. Well, I got another 89 for you. Uh, scrum half and Argentinian international Pedro Imoff. Another Argentinian. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Okay. But he could have he was in the running for my key edition, um, but I went um, in a different path. I think he'll be... No, he wasn't a key edition because he was already on the team. Yeah. <laughs> he was in my running for like MVP. So my key edition was um, a different Argentinian center, uh, Thomas Kubila. I think he's going to be a big addition. Um, he's a very talented player in that midfield. I think he'll really... Um, bring that team you know can really uh be the glue guy is what i'm thinking for the glue uh, guy yeah all glue right guy for that midfield and for the the back line in general um obviously some other talented players that he's gonna have to fend off um in that centers there's um thomas Molanos, uh manuel covela probably butchering these names i'm sorry uh, mitch richardson um, but I think he'll at the end of the day he's going to be one of the starters in that um, in that midfield. I mean, hey, I'm okay with them adding a Jaguares player. You know, I was high. I'm high on those on the Jaguares for a long time. Uh, I mean, he was he like the captain or something like that in like 2020 uh, of the Jaguares of like, or something like that. And I mean, he's played for like the Argentinian 15s before. Uh, so it, that's a great international pickup. Uh, again, to fill in with even more international uh, Argentinian players. Yep. Um, yeah. The so Choctaw, think... Choctaw Stadium will have a lot of. Uh, a lot of Argentinian people, maybe. Maybe Messi will make his way over for a match. Hey, that's a great idea. Oh, or I mean, when they, they go to Miami. Yeah, yeah, Miami. So, yeah. All um, right. Yeah, so that, I think that covers our MVP key loss key edition. So moving on, uh, next up we have CJ's favorite team, Houston. So I'm going to let CJ take this one away. All right. So Houston, again, huge. They were already a good team. And honestly, going into this year, I was wondering, how can we improve? So what we did, instead of just being like, okay, how can we improve? We're going to take some of the player, the really good players from other teams. Okay? So, I mean, we've added people like Tina Rasmus. We've added people like Yoan Momsen, Nathan Denote, like AJ Alatimu. Like, I mean, Samu Smith came from the Raptors, but like, still we're taking people away from these other American teams. And you know what? We bolstered our squad and we look great. So that being said, MVP, and this was what Beckett put down for his MVP was Christian Dyer. I can also agree. He's been fantastic. He's been phenomenal. He's been a scoring machine. He can play wing. He can play center. Yeah. Great athlete. Uh, Sometimes leader president, dude. Yeah, you just sometimes you got to go with the best player on the field. Yeah, <laughs> but the leader, yeah. the leader, exactly. And it, he's going to do great. I think now that like AJ Alatimu is coming in, maybe he could play a little bit of the fly half, and w along with David Kotza, like, or even play him playing at center. Once I think about it, 
Because then you could have a Kutsa to Elatimu to uh, Christian Dyer lineup. That would be dangerous. So they're just setting him up for success. So I think he's going to be a great uh, MVP. Again, captain, he's going to lead the squad to spots that Houston has yet to see. But now, I'm going to key loss. Even though there have been quite a few guys added, especially taking away from important players from different teams, we did lose Danny Bennett. So, yeah, I feel like Danny, Dan, yeah, Danny Bennett to retirement, that's a huge loss in terms of namesake. Because he he has a huge name already within the rugby circles, so him being lost is a brand wide kind of hit. But something that we did talk about is Al Jabori. So Becky, you have is your key loss, Danny Barry, but I would say Al Jabori might be more of a key loss just because, in terms of playing, I feel like Al Jabori had a lot more of a role on the field versus yeah. Danny Barrett. Like Danny Barrett's a great name and all, and he's a great leader, but I felt like Al Jabori had a lot more, not, I guess like of a, just a role on the field. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of with both of them. I think Al Jabori played 11 games and I think Barrett ended up playing, I think, about 15 or 16. So not, like, too much of a difference. Um, both of them, I'd say, started a little over half their matches. But, yeah, I, I think both were very important. I think when healthy, Malin Ajibori at this point in his career was uh, more important because he's, uh, you know, I think he's, like, seven years younger than Danny Barrett, still got more pace. Um, but I can yeah, I agree with that. I think both are fairly big losses, but I think at the same time, similar to with Dallas, they've covered that pretty well, both with the back row they have returning and um, oh, yeah. new guys they have coming in. You know, like we taught Asa Carter, Oren Bazir, Ronan Murphy, uh, sub Kenny Nasakiki, uh, Gideon Van Wick, uh, uh, Wyke, um, Albert. Uh, Emmanuel Albert and Marno Ridlinghouse can play it, primarily a lock, but can also play flanker um, when needed at like that six. So yeah, it, it, both these guys, I think, good, very good players. It's it's tough to lose them. Obviously, Danny Barrett retiring. Alan Ashboy, we haven't really heard. It seems to be that he is retired. Um, but yeah, to I think you know credit to Houston that these are. Big name lost players, but to us, it's like, yeah, these are good players to lose, but they've co- they've covered that spot very well. Yeah, again, it, Heineke does his does his thing, man, and he did a good job. So, yeah. that being said, key additions, and again, this is another case of taking one of the better players from a in conference rival and putting him into our team. It, Becca, you had down AJ Alatimu, and I agree. I think him as a fly half will be fantastic for us. Davey Kutza was really good last year. He had racked up a bunch of points, 
But now that we have the option to have him and Alatimu as either fly halves or hit like Davy as a fly half with Alatimu as a center provides a lot of options for us. Yeah. Um, other thing, another person that I would say is also huge is Johan Momsen. You know, he he's an absolute beast. He's one of the toughest guys in the MLR, I would say. Uh, so stealing him is is just fantastic for our pack. And then, again, like I said, Samu Smith, picking him out of a Raptors squad is continuing to, like, I guess not stealing anybody from any, anyone within the MLR, but it's, again, taking people from uh, squads within, in America and plugging him in. And he's, like a, he's a heck of an athlete. I mean, he is. So having him and then Lene also, because him and Lene have played together, uh, that's going to be... True. I feel like this is like the squad is looking great. I think this yeah. is a very good year for Houston. I think this is going to be the best team they've had, period. And this could be potentially the best season they've ever had. I agree. I think um, in terms of just pure talent, they're they're obviously they're up there, but I think there's an argument that they're the most talented. Just like um, looking through, you know, Hooker. Uh, a little bit lighter, but you have uh, Tina Rasmus and Pita Ane Asui from Samoa. You have, um, you know, bring back Pono Davis, bring back, bring in some South African boys and Mox Van Dyke. You have the, the locks, I think, are loaded. Justin Basson, Nathan Denhoit, Siasi Mahoney, Johan Momsen, Marno Ridlinghouse, and then Emmanuel Albert can also play lock. That is loaded. That's struggling to find minutes for all those guys. Yeah, it, it's going to be... The, the thing about this league, too, is its depth. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not worried about guys not starting because it is, a, you know, a 16-game yep. season. Guys are going to have plenty of times, plenty of opportunities to play. Uh, and we've seen it in this league that the second that people start going, like, get, like, going down to injury, it's got to be a next-up mentality, and having that depth is going to be crucial. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so this, this is going to be an interesting team to watch. Um, so moving to our next team, not necessarily a new team, a relocated, rebranded team. So we're treating them as a continuation of Atlanta. It is Los Angeles. Um, so this one, this is interesting. So while it is um, a continuation, I believe we said they only bring back uh, eight or nine players from the Atlanta team. I think it was, but I that's understandable when you're moving uh, in a league like this, when you're going to move across the country, I think you just need to let the the boys like, hey, you know, if you want to move there and come, that's fine. But we totally understand that that is a huge change suddenly. So I think that's good for them to to have given the players the option to to look elsewhere in the league, outside the league. Um, but so uh, we had, I think this is still a pretty talented team. We're just going to have to see how the cohesion comes up as they get uh, more time together. But I think we had, uh, as MVP of the team, Jordan Chait, or Chat. He was very good for um, Seattle last year. He filled in a lot, especially early in the season, for uh, uh, AJ Alatimu, and then sort of swapped a little bit um, later in the year between starting in the bench. And I think he was still um, close to the, the top of the league in... Uh, points so great boot on this guy 
Um, I think from that fly half position, he's going to be pulling a lot of strings. He'll be very important. Um, oh, yeah. And, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, like, I totally agree. Um, no bias. Another MVP is Jason Dam. You know, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're big. Uh, fan, we're fangirls for you, Jason. Yeah. No, it's... Uh, Honestly, honestly, I think this is his comeback season. He dealt with a lot of injuries last year. Um, so I think this could be a comeback season for him. Uh, but yeah, like you said, it's it, it, a lot of the same same names that you remember from Atlanta, like Alex Mond, Matt Gellhouse, Matt Heaton, Jason. Uh, so there is some continuity with some of the players, but we'll see how things go. Heading into next season because again this is like basically an entirely new team, right? Yeah. So and obviously then it, it made it very difficult to pick who our key loss was. So I think just former forward player of the year, Johan Momsen, that was my pick. Mountain. Yeah. Exactly. I think that that's almost like it. That's a slam dunk right there. Easy. Yeah. Easy key loss for them. I, There's a good number of good players, but I think just you know with his accolades and how important he was that forward pack. I think he's a good shout. Yeah, especially because like Atlanta prided themselves on playing a bend-don't-break kind of defense mm-hmm. and this how strong they were within the, the scrum, too. He was a major part of it. So him being lost to, you know, Houston uh, is big for Los Angeles. But... Yeah. You know what? They lost him, but who did they add, Beckett? They added, um, and this one, uh, I actually didn't lose this until a little bit later in our uh, research, Semi Kunitani. That is my key addition. That is um, uh, flying Fijian Kunitani in the back row. Very talented player. Um, So I think... Well, there were a lot of players he brought. They brought in this one. If this one has like an excitement factor, I think for me is you know thirteen caps for Fiji. Played a lot of rugby in the top fourteen and in um, the Premiership. I think he's going to bring a lot of Fijian flair, athleticism, and just skills and 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 um, ball knowledge to this team. And I think he'll will be seeing him a lot in that back row. Also, homie is huge. Yeah, big. Yeah, <laughs> I think they have they have him listed at like six four, one hundred and twelve kilos. Yeah, which, yeah. Uh, for math's sake, one hundred and twelve kilos times two point two oh five. That's two hundred and forty seven pounds. Yeah, big lad. <laughs> big lad. So. He hit like losing a, the mountain, gaining a Fijian mountain. Maybe you would say like a volcano or something. <laughs> yes, yeah, stupid. Yeah, I should be, I should be fired from this podcast uh, for that. It's okay. Uh, cool. So that being said, on to the next team, the next California team, San Diego. Yes, we're not sure what it means. It's been lost to history. <laughs> so, MVP Beckett, who'd you have down? Um, yeah, for San Diego. So another very talented team. A lot of people to pick. So this one I felt was simple. 
Similar to my Houston pick, I went, you got to go the captain, Blair Cohen. He was very important player for them last year. Maybe not the biggest name, but he was huge for them last year. He was phenomenal. Um, great loose forward. Um, I think we're, I, I expect big things of him again this season. Um, you know, very talented player from New Zealand. Uh, 18 caps for Scotland. So New Zealand, Scotland. Um, he's an older boy. You know, 1986 is when he was born. <laughs> only so, 38, you know. Yeah, only, only. Well, uh, technically, 80s. he turns 38 in April. Okay, so he'll be like 30, yeah. 37 for a decent amount of the season. Yeah, so, so I, you know, he might uh, get a little bit of rest, but I think still he's very going to be a very important player for him, for, for them. I am. Um, Amongst the, that roster, I think he has the most caps uh, for a Tier 1 nation. Obviously, you have Isaac Ross, the all-black, but he only has eight caps for New Zealand. Um, oh, I totally forgot. There's Matt Gitto as well um, with 103 caps for Australia. But Are you kidding think... me? You're totally missing somebody. <laughs> Wait, let me finish. So, But the reason I didn't have Matt Gitto is I think, again, he's two years older then or he's 40 41 um he's 41 now 41 now yeah so i i would expect them especially with um another fly half who's you know 15 years younger and josh henderson who was their starter last year very talented player i think you could see him coming off the bench sometimes getting some rest for some matches i just don't think he'll play enough to um be you know their mvp but okay. you know he, he'll be an exciting player to have um you know he obviously he's not the matt get to who he once was who is when they're 40 but i think he'll still be an important player both in on the field when he's playing and uh in the locker room teaching the lads on the practice fields so yeah but he but i'm still sticking with blair cohen yet you still have Ma'ananu, a spry 41 years old. Just, so just Jay Chillin. Just oh, Jay Chillin. I did. There. I totally forgot Ma'ananu. That's what I was yelling at you about, bro. Yeah, yeah. But, okay, again, though. 40s now. And that is a pretty good back, uh, you know, centers. They got T and Lutz. They brought in some other boys. In Luke Burton, Alex Horan, Thomas Aoki's already there. He plays wing as well, though. Um, Matt Tyloka. Yeah, it's there's just a lot of talent that can move into those into the center. And I think again, same thing. I think Malnani will be more impactful than Matt Kito. Not to you know say Matt Kito won't be, but yeah, it's um it's just very you know very con- congested in there, and I could see them giving him him some rest. Yeah, I could also see Ma Nanu playing some random positions this year. Yeah, maybe. Screw it. Ma Nanu at nine. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Um, now we just talked about the MVP. Key loss. Key loss. Okay. Uh, Nate Augsburger, I thought he um, had kind of resurgence this year. I think the move from scrum half to wing really did a lot for him. I thought he was... Defensively, very solid out in the wing. A great carrier. Made a lot of line breaks. Um, also, good distributor out there for a wing. At, obviously, coming from the uh, scrum half position. So, I think that's a fairly fairly big loss. Um, 
great player he is. Yeah, and like we talked about him in uh, over the summer, he was playing really well. He's playing real. Or he was playing all right for the Eagles, but again, great player last season had a great resurgence. So they're be losing a big time scorer, especially yeah, especially because they moved him out to the wing. But they do have a decent amount of like options with Matai Luta coming mm-hmm. in. Uh, yeah. as well as James Ryan, but you know, it, it, it's tough to say when you when you lose one of the best scorers in the league to say that some of these other guys are going to come in and be basically like a replacement for him. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. But I think with the talent that they have, they'll they'll be all right. You know, it's it's another one of it's like, yeah, the you know, good player they're losing, but you know. They have more more lads waiting to get their turn, so they'll be all right. So, and then, on, yeah, I was gonna say, and then on the flip side, you you got a key addition though. Yes, this was a big one. I thought. I think there was rumors that he was gonna maybe go to Chicago or Miami. Um, Greg Peterson, USA Eagle, Newcastle Falcons, mountain of a man, six eight two seventy five, huge. Uh, he was a consistent player presence for Newcastle for years, often playing full 80 minutes. Great man, great player in the um, in the lung, um, hard worker around the field. He's been good for uh, the USA. He's uh, captain the side this last year as well. So I think he'll be very important, especially to that line out, um, especially as they bring in uh, a lot of new, uh, uh, new to the team locks in like Charlie Hewitt and, Brandon Harvey, um, but I, I'm excited to see uh, the pairing of him with Ross Isaac. Oh, that's a good point. That will mm-hmm. be an interesting duo. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Greg Peterson, Ross Isaac. Probably Charlie, Charlie Hewitt off the bench, I'd imagine. Yeah, Charlie Hewitt I, would I be... I don't know who this Brandon Harvey guy. I mean, he's only like 22 years old, but he's pretty new, I think. Um, he's pretty new, but like, yeah, I sure. Was, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so, yeah, I think that's going to be great to see him out there. Great to finally get him over into the MLR uh, in his later years now. He's uh, he's, he's not super old. Not going to act he's, like he is or anything. He's only like 33, so. He's really <laughs> old. Quite a few, yeah. I mean, he's 33. Ross Isaac is, uh, again, um, uh, almost 40. So, you know, it's, uh, or I guess technically he's 32 until March. But he's got a lot of rugby left to edit. But that concludes our discussion about San Diego. Now, on to Seattle Seahawks. Seawolves. Seahawks. Yeah. Seahawks. Oh, yeah, new buddy. team. New team. Yeah. The Seattle Seahawks. Oh, boy. Um, so Seattle Kraken. Yeah. The Seattle Mariners. Yes. 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 Sorry. The Seattle Supersonics. Oh, I wish. Okay. So, yeah. MVP, I felt this one. Um, I, I gave this one a bit of a thought, but I just kept coming back to one player. I think it's a Pretty slam good. dunk. Yeah, Rupert Hossing, he's just, he's been, he's the captain, again, you know, sometimes you just go with the captain, but he's been so good for them, just an excellent scoring presence, very, very physical, 
been so consistent for them over the years, controversies and all. Um, but <laughs> he's he's who I'm going with for the MVP. He's he's been their MVP multiple seasons, multiple games. Just feels so easy to to go with him. Oh, one million percent agree. I, you could say that he's the one of the best. He is either top three best forwards in this league. So yeah, if he can yeah. just continue to perform the way that he's been performing in the MLR, easy slam dunk MVP. When the MLR eventually gets a Hall of Fame, he's going to be in it for sure. Oh yeah, he'll be first ballot. <laughs> yeah. I'm I, yeah for sure. Yeah, I can't. Well, MLR, if you're listening, please, uh, you know, go ahead and uh, plan out that Hall of Fame already. <laughs> Maybe we should be voters. We should. We should we? We make great decisions. Yeah, Obviously. we would make fantastic decisions. Nothing biased. Nothing. Jason Dam, first ballot first Hall ballot. of Fame. Mm-hmm. Anybody but, who's been on this podcast, first ballot. <laughs> anyone? Any? Yeah. Anyone who's ever? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, key loss. So I think this was pretty obvious for me. Um, there's always been a few, um, especially now with some in- recent injuries. But AJ Alatima, I feel, is the biggest loss. He's been for the last few years just such a steady presence at there at fly half. Anno- uh, frustrating at times because he does like a little attacking kick, even when it's not on or his accuracy isn't quite there. But when he is like on his game, He's an impossible player to stop um, pulling the strings for your back line. So sucks to lose him. Good boot, too. Um, but we bring in... I'm so happy that we have him, man. Yeah. But um, we're bringing in some some experienced fly halves in Mac Mason from Australia and also from Australia. The all-time leading MLR point scorer, I, I believe he still is, Sam Windsor. Another Hall another of first ballot Hall of Famer, yes, and Got not him. because he not because he was on this podcast. It's only because he actually deserves it. Yes, yeah, he's getting a little bit older, you know, but he's. I think fly half position, fly halves like Sam Windsor age like fine wine. I think he'll do a lot for us um, there, but yeah, yeah. So, so that's good. Um, other like guys losing. Um, Jake Turnbull in the front row. He's newly minted uh, USA Eagle. He's going to Carolina. Um, Mason Peterson, he's still on the team, but just recently was announced that he's going to miss the whole season with an injury, which is terrible. He's a very good player for us. Yeah, I'd imagine him, when healthy, playing in every game, starting some games. Um, So so that's a tough one. Um, Yeah, but... Key additions. Um, obviously, we talked about Sam Windsor and Mac Mason coming in, but my number one key addition is Tavita Kurajani. He, I think, you know, sixty-one caps for Australia in the centers. He is going to be massive, just brutally physical yeah, at the point of attack. Him and Tavita Lopetti, the the Tavites. Uh, obviously spelled a little bit differently. Um, Kuridrani is T-E-V-I-T-A and uh, Lopetti is T-A-V-I-T-E. So they swap the A's and the E's so it's not so difficult. <laughs> um, but dys- um, <laughs> Dyslexic nightmare. Yes. But I think a potential center pairing of that duo 
is going to be devastating. Both very physical ball carriers with uh, solid soft skills. Um, good night, you know, good passing, good offloads. So that is, uh, I'm excited for that. Um, elsewhere, you know, some other good people coming in. Uh, Tony Pulu, um, wing for he's for a uh, former sevens player. He's going to be, I think, pretty electric out there on the wing. Um, we have uh, Devon Russo, another Namibian. Get more Namibians. Uh, full back, so he'll be be uh, working back there with Duncan Matthews. Obviously, we talked about Sam Windsor, Mac Mason, Ronnie Reese. Chance. I'm kind of excited to see him at scrum half. Chance, yeah, Chance. Uh, Chance is a big one with the loss of Jake Turnbull. Um, Olive Khalifi, the return of Olive Khalifi. He's been with uh, Utah the last few years. He was originally with Seattle, uh, 31 capped USA Eagle. Um, so great to get him. They brought him in after uh, Mason Peterson's injury. So he'll be. Dude, they're gonna have a they're gonna have a pretty stacked front row with chance and then the choice of Malcolm Peter or Joe Talfete and then followed with uh Olive Khalifi and then potentially Mace oh Mason yeah. is gone. But like hey, him see, being a or but like sorry, Sam Matanga would be in. Yeah, so Sam so I think Matanga and Chance would be the starters. Um I could see Cameron Orr giving Chance a, a run. And then I think um, DeWald Donald will be covering Loosehead. He played a little bit of hooker in one of our uh, preseason matches. So he'll, I think, go there. I think Peter Malcolm started hooker. Joe Tefete covering that along with Perry Daquan or Daquan Perry. <laughs> I read the read first, I read last name, first name. But, and then uh, behind Sam Matanga at tight head, you'll have Olive Khalifi and Joe Tefete probably also covering that. So we have a couple couple guys covering multiple positions there so i think some some you know nice solid six seven deep but you start to get an injury or two we're kind of light like we already have yeah so, but yeah all i gotta um, say is i hope sam windsor never uh retires yeah thousand points in the mlr all right and, on to the next team, Utah. Our last uh, last Western Conference team. All right. Utah is seems like a typical... When you look at this roster, honestly, I feel like it's a very typical Utah roster. Yeah. A lot of young Americans. A um, lot of Pacific Islanders. Uh, pretty, honestly, pretty pretty big forward depth, I'd say. Um. Yeah, no, that's a pretty typical, typical. It's a, Utah it's a very typical Utah roster in which Utah likes to mess around a lot. So mm-hmm. I expect that a lot of that from them this year. But that being said, he or MVP. This is a guy who's been playing in this league for a while. He's always been a great player. USA Eagle, everything like that. Mika Crusade. He's. Mm-hmm talented he's so athletic so athletic man so athletic. yeah and you know like uh we talked about with christian Dyer, he can cover both center and wing so yeah i think this one was kind of kind of um not super easy but i think looking through the roster you know a lot of good players no not a whole lot of like Superstars, obviously, there's also Joe Mono, um, who probably on the other wing, Caleb Mockany. That's just a good back three in 
overall. Um, but yeah, oh, this is as another center Yeah. Now I and, and I, you know, um, but yeah, this one feels like the best shout to potentially, um, you know, do do uh, backs do and take all the glory and you know score a few tries off the back of uh, a big forward pack. Yeah, as we always know, forwards win games. Yes, no bias whatsoever. No, I don't. yeah. But a uh, key loss, Lance Williams. He's not retiring. He didn't move to another team. He is playing uh, for the USA Sevens right now, or, or training with them, I believe. So yeah, he is. Yeah. So you know, it, you know, maybe if he gets bored of that, <laughs> or, or there's <laughs> if a he break, doesn't want to win a medal or anything, yeah, he'll come back later in the season. But right now, he's a big loss. Yeah, very, very good. Uh, back or um, we I was always uh, upset that he was never getting capped for um, the USA. But um, this is another instance where I feel like they're they they're going to miss him because he's one of if not their most talented back rower. But they just have they do have some pretty good players. Um, Bailey Wilson, one of not like the fastest back rower in. Uh, MLR finally got his first Eagles cap. Um, still for relatively young. Thomas Tuavout also recently capped. Very great, uh, very good club player, physical. Um, and then they bring in a few other guys. Uh, Dylan Nell from South Africa. Uh, Khaleesi Molly, a younger American player. So, you know, it'll be a tough loss, but uh, luckily they have a pair of, you know, a pair of good Eagles and some other young players to step up. Um, yeah. And then I think the key addition for me um, was uh, Onahonga Havili, also in that flanker spot. I didn't mention him because I wanted, I knew we were about to get to him. Um, he's a uh, nine-time capped uh, Tongan international, massive boy, 6'5", 255, so he can play flanker and lock. So I think bringing him coming in is going to be very important because I think he'll be starting... In that I could see their starting back row being him at six, Bailey at seven, Thomas Tulevao at eight. And I think he's going to step right in there and just be a menace on the field. I mean, versatility, man. You need that versatility sometimes. Uh, him, a pairing of him, Bailey, yeah, like you said, Bailey Wilson and Thomas Tulevao is going to be huge. It's actually a tough. That's a tough three, man. And they're also all big lads. So if if I were if I were Utah, maybe that's something that you really want to play into is having that back three somehow be aligned with your backs. Or that 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 back row yeah. somehow be aligned with your backs. So that you have a guy in like the Sideline to fifteen meter, yeah. someone in well, the yeah, midfield. They like to do that. That's kind of the role that Bailey but, Bailey Wilson and their back rowers in general just filter in along with their backs because they're such great uh, ball carriers with Lance Williams and Tuavau and Bailey Wilson. So I, I think I tell you what you're saying. I think that we'll see some of that this year as well with uh, Havili and and the others. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that it's like that. That's like a a solid like scheme basically mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah 
Yeah, that's yeah. And I mean, that's how they like to play. You know, they love a lot of running rugby. They love the forwards to get involved with the backs and filter in to, to keep plays alive and flowing. Um, but that brings us to the end of our Western Conference now. So, so talking about our Western Conference standings. We. I mean, we didn't really have a whole lot of debate on this one. Yeah, it was. Um, we agreed that number one, we were probably going to get this wrong because there is. Um, we always do. a lot of change. Yeah, we always do. There's a lot of changes happening, and it's very hard to predict season to season where everybody's really going to exactly end up. But you can kind of get a feel for, you know, within two to three spots of where they should be, I guess. So we had to top the list. We were predicting San Diego. Oh, pretty closely behind by Houston. We think, you know, they might, it might be just the difference of a couple bonus points between those two. Um, Seattle, because we're inevitable. We're always going to make the playoffs, except that one year and that other one. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> except um, for that one year. And maybe the other one. And maybe yeah, this year. Um, this might be a bit of a surprise. We have Dallas at fourth. We, um, we think there's going to be a somewhat of a drop-off between the top three and the next three in the West, but I think Dallas is going to take a big step up um, and just barely edge out Utah, who we have at fifth, and then LA, who's very close behind there at six. I think the what we always love to talk about, cohesion, is going to come in big there with LA, with only bringing in eight or nine returning players, and they're all having to have, you know, spent this offseason moving to the other side of the country, so uh, I think that'll be a big factor in that in the West for them. Yeah, and even though they're not really a new team, new teams in this league don't have a great track record of making the playoffs. Aside from L.A., but yes. Except for L.A. But, but it's not happening again for L.A. Yes. That first time was a fluke. Yeah, it was a one-hit one. It was just really, really good. Well, well I mean, they did. They made it to the playoffs. But they didn't make it to what, well, and then the next year they, they made they it to the playoffs, win. but then they didn't make it to the playoffs. Right. Well, so yeah. you could say it was a they flew too high under the sun kind of thing, and then yeah, I would also say that that LA team was, you know, despite the controversies later, was pretty monumental for the uh, step up of um, step up in quality of play across the league because of. You know, the stars they were bringing in, the players they were bringing in, and just the style they were playing, the coaching staff. So I think they played so well, and it forced the whole league to recalibrate and step up to compete with them. I don't think LA, this L.A. team is going to do that where they're going to force the whole league to step up to, make, to play with them, to compete with them. I agree. But that's old news. We're talking about new news. So new news, going into new news. Yeah, to, I'm gonna uh, say new news. Yeah, to t- exactly. And I'm gonna say one more one more time, new news. We're talking about the Eastern Conference. Yeah. So gotta start off strong with the Carolina boys, the anthem. <laughs> Obviously, new team. The whole purpose of this team was to bring in a bunch of young American dudes and just see how they would fit in and yeah. play some rugby against uh, in the MLR. So a lot of the guys that we have here are 
total like never heard rookies. of these. Yeah, total a lot rookies. rookies. A lot of second or third year players that haven't played a lot, but primarily American young players. I'd say most of them are like you look at it, the age 99, 97. There's 93. That's Jake Turnbull. Uh, 99, 96, 99, 2001, 99, 2000, 2000, 2000, 2000. 2000. Or a lot of people that are younger than us. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. There's a, there's a, hold on. I just saw it. Where the heck? It's an old boy. Yeah. 1994. A guy who's almost 30 is Sean yeah, good player too. Yeah, he's uh he's played for the USA second side of the Falcons. Yeah, but um we'll get a little bit more in depth. Let's start off with who we had for our MVP. So I this was a player that I when we were going through our mock drafts I thought very highly of. Thought he could have been potentially a number one overall or all pick. He obviously still went pretty high. James Rivers currently not. USA eligible, but I believe it is by the end of this se- uh, by the end of this year. So I think just after the season ends, he will count as USA. El- he will become USA eligible through residency. Um, so I think I think we should expect some big things from him potentially. He is a pretty good sized lad, six six, two fifty five. Uh, he's originally from England, but he played for the Hong Kong U twenties. Um, it seems now he's uh, is going to be committed to qualifying on residency and then making the jump up to the Eagles. Um, and I think he's going to do that after he plays some exceptional rugby this season. Okay. Okay, Beckett. Beckett, okay. Okay, Beckett. I mean, he is a number one overall pick. Oh, no, but... that was Rick Rose. Oh, sorry. You know, he is a first-round pick. Yes. But I'm going to go with the more experienced player on this one. I think despite him being a front-rower and not really... And front-rowers don't get a whole lot of love, I still think Jake Turnbull is going to be huge for them. Yeah, I... I, No, that's totally fair, because he's... Amongst their front-row... He is the oldest, um, 93. Uh, I think he's the only... Well, there's uh, Joe Apikotoa, who has been capped by Tonga. But aside from him, he's the only one with any international experience. So I think, yeah, I I agree. He'll be very important for providing stability during matches and then providing experience, him and Apikotoa, to the young uh, front rowers. The only other person I see with uh, international experience also is Cleveland Loebser. Loebser? Oh, Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea how Um, he was. No, he's very good. He was uh, with New England last year and for the last few years. Another of that Namibian contingent. We do, you know, I do enjoy seeing uh, the Namibian lads getting uh, quite a bit of them over here. I think we got like five or six now dude i like the namibians yeah i yeah, know they, they play some some good rugby um yeah i think he he might be important to fullback fly half so i think he'll again bring in a lot of experience on the pitch off the pitch yeah so i think those are some good shouts for mvp obviously no key losses because this is a new team how could they lose players that they didn't have 
Uh, yeah, and they didn't lose a coach or anything, so it's yeah. not like we could say that. Right. But and so key addition, you could say everybody. This yeah. one is everybody's a key addition. Yeah, this one Easy. I went with because um, it was brought in after the. So I think it was last week. Yeah, about last week they announced their full roster. Or no, maybe two weeks ago. Few weeks. It was a few weeks ago, actually. Yeah, a few weeks ago they announced their full roster, and then I believe the other week they announced that they had traded for Junior Gaffa. Um, and I so that's why he's going to be the key addition, just because he was announced later on than everybody else. So I felt that's he's new to all the new boys. <laughs> so he, um, yeah, he's part. He's not a part of the original set of players who were picked yeah. out. So we're just going to the most recent addition. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, and he's a very talented athlete. Um, we did, obviously, we did a lot of, of stuff leading up to um, the draft this year. We talked um, with a lot of uh, experts on this, and they they told us about how, how athletic he is. He was um, at the... Um, at the combine, basically, he 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 came across as uh, head and shoulders, or maybe not quite head and shoulders, but he was the most athletic player there. And so I'm actually excited to see him. Uh, we'll see how much game time he gets with uh, some of these other guys, but I think uh, he he's I think he could he can really break out and just show off that electric ability that he has. I mean, when you have insider information, it definitely helps. Yes. But- Moving up north to Chicago, the Hounds are coming off of a pretty disappointing season, given yeah. how much talent they had, uh, which they do still have a ton of talent, but hopefully they can put it together this year since everybody's been a decent amount of these players have played with yeah. each other for a while. Not go 3-13 and 13 again. Let's hope they don't go 3-13. and 13. Yeah. But again, they still have a lot of, a, a lot of great guys, and in particular, one of the most well-known players on the in the entire MLR is our MVP for this team, Billy Meeks. Yeah, I mean, former uh, back black of the year. He's just he's been so good. Just very physical with his running. Very uh, you know, great step. Just. Very, very complete um, center in this league. Yeah, um, tough man to bring down. When you do, he's probably going to get an offload and put someone away, uh, like uh, his his cent- potential center or like say potential. They were center partners last year, Bryce Campbell, um, and then obviously they'll have uh, oh yeah some other talented centers in like Marco Keith uh, um, and a couple of young boys in. Uh, Dylan du- Dooley and uh, Cash Malua. Malua. Cash Malua. Great first name. Cash with two S's. Um, <laughs> One of those S's needs to be a dollar sign. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think Billy Mix is a great pick. He's just such a talented center. Um, he's going to make the players around him better. He's going to be, you know, he's going to get his and he'll make sure everybody else gets theirs. Yeah, um, and that's a that's a tough pick too because you also have Nate Augsburger in this squad, but you have a lot I of think Nate Augsburger, Bryce uh, Campbell, um, Nick McCarthy now at scrum half. But yeah, we'll get to all that. 
True. So big loss. Chris Matina, I um believe he retired. Could be, could be confusing. I didn't see him on any no. other roster, I don't think. I'm pretty sure he was on another roster. Oh, yeah. You're, I'm, I've gone crazy. Yes, he's yeah. he's on San Diego. Yeah, I don't know. I must have been confusing with some of this. Yeah, so, but, yeah, Chris Matina, you know, newly capped international. We say I feel like we're saying that for a lot of people. We, we capped a lot of boys this year. Which is um, crazy that he is a newly capped international. Yes, yeah. No, but um, he came in uh, for the Eagles. I thought he did fine. Um, he was good for his club last year, though. He can play fly half and fullback, primarily fullback. Um, he'll be tough to, to replace because he is a talented player. Um, but they do bring in some talent. Um, so that talent... Oh, my God. Yeah. They brought in a lot of talent. A lot of talent. We can get... Yeah, we go through... They brought in... Uh, Fred Apulu, Dylan Fawcett, um, Ben Landry, uh, Lucas Rumble, Brad Tucker, um, Adrian Carl, Carl- Adrian Carlitzet, yeah. yeah, Nate, Nate Oxford, Oxford, said, another young boy, some young boys in Noah Brown and Dalen Denenberg, but oh, and of course, uh, you know, international. Uh, from Ireland, Dave Kearney, 19 times capped, uh, fullback wing. So hopefully he can uh, bring it, you know, replace some of the, uh, a lot of the uh, production of Matina. But the number one new addition that we're talking about is Nick McCarthy, newly minted Eagle. Again, we're using that word again. Um, I think he's going to do a lot of good at scrum half. He looked very, very good for the Eagles. Um, and I think it's also important twofold because his um, Eagles halfback pairing mate, uh, Luke Cardi, also plays um, for uh, Chicago. So that is my key addition, both for the Hounds themselves and also to get build up that chemistry for the national side. I, yeah, I agree with the addition of Nick McCarthy. I'm also a big Dylan Fawcett kind of guy. I'm a big butcher. Yeah. He's, he's another one of those MLR Hall of Famers. Uh, <laughs> USA Eagle. We'll have, like, to, we'll have to go ahead and we should make a post for that. Um, just our picks for Hall of Fame locks whenever the MLR makes it. I mean, we could. That's for sure a good idea. We'll get to that later. But yeah, um, no, Dylan Fawcett is a great shout. So, yeah, he, I would like it. I mean, I, he'd be great. Uh, but like, there's so many good guys on this team that are they brought in a lot. Man. They brought in a lot. But I, yeah, Nick McCarthy's great. He, again, new, upcoming, like, guy for the MLR, especially for the USA Eagles. So him ha- being in there would be fantastic. Like, him getting more experience, yeah. especially playing against other Americans, is fantastic. Yeah, well, he's pretty experienced. I think he's got, like, 100 caps in the URC. But, yeah, no, I agree. I think just uh, getting well, more experience yeah, yeah, around yeah. Uh, uh, the other American players being, I think it's very important that, you know, we're seeing a lot now of... um. We we probably only have like seven or eight guys playing. Yeah, somewhere like around seven-ish guys playing in Europe right now. But I feel like we have quite a few that could that 
were playing in Europe and decided to move to the MLR or could con- play in Europe but are staying because they, you know, it's an opportunity to stay close to home and to be around the national side more. And I think that's what Nick McCarthy's thinking, be around the national side more, you know, help develop the other players, be getting camp more, build cohesion. But yeah, no, I think Chicago really revamped. I think they're definitely much better depth than last year. That was, I think, the big issue. They just didn't have the depth. And they have the depth now. So luckily, they can build off of this and not go 3-13. and So, carrying on, D.C. D.C. kind of surprised us a little bit last year. Yeah, no, they had a a very good forward pack. Um, They finished third in the East. They went 7-1-8, and I think. The record doesn't quite do them justice. They... um, yeah, beat New York and then uh, lost to the Free Jacks um, in the semifinals. But um, this is a team that's bringing back quite a lot um, of important players and also filling it in with uh, some some new lads. But I think for us, it feels like an easy choice, partially because of the position he plays, partially because of how good he is. Uh, Jamison Fanana Schultz is my pick for the MVP. Um, number eight is one of those uh, premium positions. You're going to see them a lot off the scrum. Anytime they're five meters out, they're going for that. But he is just, he's a powerful player. Uh, big 6'2, 255. Um, again, another newly capped. Well, no, he's actually, he was actually already capped, but he got a lot more um, caps this last year. So, uh, eight time caps, eight caps for the number eight. Um, I think we'll see a lot of good stuff from him. Um, and that back row in general is just kind of becoming low, quietly became loaded. Nico Jones is very good. He actually forced uh, Fanana Schultz to play a couple of games at six last year. Um, Colin Gross was one of the best uh Rookies last year, I I was very upset that after getting called up to the Eagle squad, he got dropped for the matches. He should have earned a cap. Um, and then you have, of course, uh, Corey Daniel, another USA Eagle, and his brother Brady Daniel. Um, very talented players, young. Um, so this is an exciting uh, back row. Uh, honestly, uh, it, it'll be a little difficult because between Corey Daniel, Colin Gross, Fanana, Jamison Schultz, and Nico Jones, who do you drop there, you know? To the bench. Yeah, it's like, hey, yeah, who do you drop to the bench? I, I, it'd be difficult, obviously, to get rid of Fanana Schultz just because of how important he is. Yeah. I could see it being Nico Jones and Colin Gross because I think the two of them play more similar positions. Um, yeah, Jones yeah, yeah, yeah. is an eight and six. Gross is a six slash lock, and then Corey Daniels pretty much uh, almost always picked, I think, as a seven. So, yeah, um, no, not a lot of major losses on this team. I would have to go with Junior Sal. Um, I think he was a big time pickup for them last year. He played. Uh, he scored three tries for them. He started a lot of games on the wing. Um, played a lot of minutes, was a very, very powerful physical ball runner. Um, but, um, he's not on the team anymore. Um, and I think that sort of, you know, that that's your biggest loss. No offense to Junior Sal, he's a great player, but you know, that's not like, uh, I'd say so far that's been one of the 
smaller losses. Yeah, it's not too much of a loss. I, I agree. Mm-hmm. Christmas, well, not Christmas, you know, what am I looking at? Sorry, I was looking at the wrong thing. Junior Seau, 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 whatever. Sal, Sal. Sal, Sal. Not a huge loss. And that's good for DC because they don't need a whole lot of losses there. Yeah. Especially, they again, continuity is the name of the game. Keep it going. Keep it going forward. Uh, because yeah, that's really like a team that they're, they're like, we were pretty close last year. We can do it this year. We can, we yeah. Ex- I, would, I would agree. I 100% agree. Uh, yeah. So let's look at key additions. Tommaso Boney, man. Yeah. Again, another newly capped uh, eagle coming over from Italy. We swiped him up for the Eagles, and now we're just going to swipe him up and put him into DC. Yeah. No, this is um finally the the uh, the new um the new eligibility laws on being able to switch really worked out for us because he was an eleven time cap player for Italy. Uh, his last appearance in 2018, so he had adhered to his uh, stand uh, international stand down period, and we were able to cap him. And I thought he was a very good player for us um, over the summer. Kind of a good all round player, you know, experience something we really need, and I think something that BC is really going to need in in a center group, in a center group that did. Um, well, we said they, they didn't see too much change. I think that was the area that saw the biggest change. They're only returning one center. But they're bringing quite a few in, quite a few who are talented and uh, mostly young. But Boney is, I think, going to be a big one um, in there, especially as a domestic player that I think we look, we're look we going to be looking at for the next few years to be a starter in that uh, back line or at least a, uh, you know, a rotational piece at the very least uh, when everybody's healthy. I could see a Tusitala to Robertson to Boney to Roberts mm. pairing. I think that would that's a pretty good lineup right there. Yeah, Tusitala, Robertson, Boney, Roberts. Yeah, I like that. I like that. And then obviously on the wings you have Axel Muller, another big one, Argentinian seven. This player on the wing, uh, John Powers coming in. He's pretty pretty good player. Uh, Mike Dabulas, um, he is not a new also player, a, but <laughs> also a good player. Yes, he's missed some time recently with injury. I think, I think everybody wanted to see him give see him get a chance at the Eagles last year at fullback, as that was a position we were a little frustrated with. But you know, hopefully he's healthy this year um, and he can uh, keep keep a starting spot ahead of uh, another. I think big addition, uh, Scotland international Damian Holland. I think he'll be. Good uh, there, and so they have some good depth there in those positions. And again, depth for them, depth mm-hmm. was a depth there in last year kept them afloat. I feel like, yeah. And also just having like a good mentality. So if they again, this is this is all like for them just to say, hey, we can build off of what we did last year, become better, and. Make a run, I, I can see it, man. I can for I, I can see it. Yeah, this is a team that people should be watching out for. Um, but another team, an, our second new team. Uh, yeah, Miami Sharks. Yeah, this was an uh, one we were all excited for. 
Um, I do like their color scheme. It is nice. They, yeah, they do have a great color scheme. Yeah, I, I yeah. agree. The Miami Vice. Miami Vice. Oh, yeah. Jenks. <laughs> we were a little off there. But, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So, again, this one, there's not going to be a key loss, but we do have NDP and um, an interesting uh, key addition, sort of how we had an interesting one for uh, Carolina. So, Thomas Kubeli. Uh, was my pick for for this team. Um, just overall, I think he's he's just he brings so much experience at a vital position in scrum half. Ninety two caps for Argentina is insane. He is going to be very important. He is very very he's a very very good uh, scrum half um, in a side that does feature a lot of Argentinians and South Americans. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm excited to see him now in the MLR. You know, that's another one of, of those big signings we're always talking about. Maybe a little bit more low key, but um, definitely. Low key, great bro. Spin. What? What are you well, talking about? Low key low in comparison key. to Mao Nanu and Matt Gitto, I would say. Dude, you're talking about like I know, one of the but best, it, I think like, it's art. I think I think it's um it's down to. Argentina doesn't always, their players don't always get the credit they deserve. Thomas Kubeli is a phenomenal player. Yeah, okay. I guess that's true. They do not, not shape to be, get... I feel like they don't get their just, their due all the time. So that's why. I mean, it's a little more low key. But so then you're not helping out, signing. bro. You're not helping no, I'm, out. Huge. You're not giving huge. them any due. Yes. Yeah, that's oh. fair. That's fair. Big something. Um, yeah, and I mean, but there, there's a lot of guys to pick from. There's a lot of capped internationals on this team. At, uh, Rob Evans in the front row, 39 caps for Wales. That's pretty Ooh, Yeah, Rob Evans for them is also a big pickup. Yeah, Kirby Myhill, uh, only one cap for Wales, but also uh, in the front row. Whitehead, Ronaldo, Benbanon. UC, uh, six caps for Uruguay. Sorry, who? I was saying Ben Benasso is a, I think is a good one too. Ben Benasso is big, yeah, yeah. Um, Thomas Casareles, Casares, sorry. Man, yeah, Manuel Ardal is actually another one that I was really thinking could be an MVP. Um, he's the captain of Uruguay. He's a very, very good uh, player. A little undersized at flanker at five nine two ten, but you know, basically the same, pretty much the same measurements as me. I'm like five nine two fifteen. <laughs> So you know, just doing one for the little bo- little guys uh, <laughs> of the forward packs. You know, great yourself up as being little, buddy. Hey, little in comparison. It's not the size of the dog in the fight; it's the size of the fight in the dog. And Manuel Ardal has a lot of fight in him. <laughs> yeah, I think okay. he'll be the leader of the forward pack. So, but yeah, no, a lot of great players: uh, Felipe Echeverri, Shane O'Leary. Uh, Giuseppe Dutoy, uh, Nick Gregg, I can go on and on, just a lot of capped internationals. Um, so that's, you know, a lot of great players. Um, obviously, as we said, no players leaving, no losses. Um, yep, no key losses. So okay. that makes our job a little bit easier. So we kind of, the way we did this is obviously since everyone's new, sort of like Carolina, how we were like, well, who's the newest? Uh, he's not necessarily the newest. I would, but he's the newest to perfect one of the newest to professional rugby in Rick Rose, the number one overall pick from this last year's draft. So he's going to be a rookie this year. 
Um, he's big boy, 6'7", 250. Um, I would expect him to learn a lot from uh, Stan Vandenhoven, who's been a you know pretty good, very good player in uh, MOR for a few years now. I think he'll be starting alongside of him, and I think uh, he'll be in the running for Rookie of the Year um, as the number one overall pick. He could, like we talked about with James Rivers, could maybe have a Sam Gola-esque, or at the very least a Colin Gross, who was also great last year-esque. Um, run as a rookie yeah and i think that he's gonna be another good player to like make the american like face kind of deal yeah like yeah like we said earlier this is a, yeah this is a team with a lot of um south american a lot of internationals yeah 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 having and, and there's still there's quite a, a good number of domestic guys alex glover usa hawks player um Alex Tucci, you know, uh, Chase Shorter, Haskin, who played on the set, was played for sevens. We obviously talked about Tommaso Boni, and, uh, or I mix, I'm mixing up players. Benjamin Benasso, not, <laughs> not the same person. Uh, Eric Naposki, you know, there's a lot of good young uh, American talent on this team, but I think uh, Ricky Rose is going to really stand out this year. Neff said, on to the next team. Yes. New England, the defending, reigning, defending champions of the MLR. They currently hold the shield. And this squad is just retooling for another championship, man. It's a whole lot of the same dudes, especially the same gigantic names and talent. Uh, hopefully, they're going to be nice and healed up because there's a couple players who have been hurt. Josh. Uh, Josh, I was also yeah. thinking of Malin LaRue. Former uh, LaRue uh, Clemson Malin. forwards coach Josh Larson. But you know what I mean? Some of these, like they got, they got a lot of guys that, need, that are coming back. Mm-hmm. And they need to be healthy in order for yeah. them to make an, a back-to-back kind of run. But again, same deal. Same guy, like there's so many of the same guys. They're going to be putting out a very similar squad to last year. And in terms of that, one of their best players from last year was Wayne Karate, so that's why we or we picked that him as an MVP. Yeah, and I agree with that completely because I believe he was picked as the uh, all like the All MLR first team number eight of the year, basically, um, and. I, I you know I agree with this. This he's going to be a great uh, pick. He's a great player for club and country. Another Namibian. We love our Namibian contingent in this league. Um, he's just he's a bruising ball carrier. He's got you know not blazing speed but good speed um, for for um, for a guy his size. I mean six one two thirty big boy uh, thirty caps from Namibia. Obviously, had a great last season. He's going to be very good this season. Um, yeah, and again, premium position, number eight. We all want to play number eight, right? Everybody's asked their coach, Coach, I can play number eight. I know I did in college. Got my first game. <laughs> I can play <laughs> number eight. No, I, uh, I'll do my part. I'll do my part. Yeah, Troy was like, oh, Seabass is sick. Uh, could you play eight? I sure can. <laughs> yeah. But, you um, are. 
Yeah, but big, big loss. Um, Joe Johnston. Uh, yeah, you know, do tackle machine. Yes, great with ball in hand. You've been hoping that he will go and um, uh, get capped for the Eagles because obviously I think he's been eligible for a while now. I think a parent or grandparent is what it is. Um, but he's uh, not with the team anymore. I believe he's back in new, his native New Zealand, uh, playing for NBC, looking for or playing for an NPC side, uh, hoping to get a uh, Super Rugby contract. Um, so gonna gonna miss him on this team. Maybe we'll see him make a return partway through the year uh, if NPC ends. Uh, or, yeah, he yeah. he also. Like, had been trying... That was kind of like a goal of his, was to try to get into Super Rugby. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah, th- and, I guess this is now his opportunity. For the USA is, is important because of the domestic player tags in, in Super Rugby. Yeah, so for him mm-hmm. to, you know, go over there and play, is like... Yeah. Oh, well. I mean, but that's his thing. That's, you know, that's his goal. So, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say... Like I hate him or anything like that. I'm not gonna no, talk. No, I'm not gonna talk yeah. badly on him because business he wants decision. to go and. Ch- yes, the, it's it business decisions as well as a decision for him to like. It's his personal thing. Yeah. No, he's a great player. Wish him luck um, in his endeavors. But this sort of leads into our um, uh, the player that we chose to be a, a big uh, addition. There's a few. They brought in a good number of, of solid players. Kyle Bailey and the locks is one and Caleb Geiger in the front row and Mason Cock as well. Mason Cock, yeah. Yeah. But we wanted to go with uh Martin Sigren. I again and probably butchering that. Um Chilean flanker, 31 caps uh for Chile. I believe he's actually the captain for Chile. I don't I think I could be confusing. I believe he's the captain. 6'3, 230. Look at uh, that. Very up now. talented player. <laughs> yeah. Um I, I could be mixing him up with a different flanker from Chile, but I swear that's him. Um, but yeah, um, so he kind of, number one, he's a great player. Number two, he he fills the role very, very well for um, what who they're losing. Um, so yeah, it, it just um, just works out really well, I think. You know, good foresight to fix a position. Dude, you're... You were yeah, right. You're right. National right. team captain. Yep, that's what I thought. Okay, yeah. So then, yeah. So they're bringing in a very experienced international player, a very good international player, and a leader. Another leader to a squad that has a lot of leaders. You know, which I think is, uh, I think we something we talked about with them a lot last year. They have a great um, uh, group of um, uh, kind of like a, a great player led group to. Uh, lead the lead these guys um you know obviously josh is the captain and several others but yeah he, he, he'll be a big addition um i expect him to do a lot of great things um for this side um you know and it's easy to do a lot of great things for your side when you're complimented by great players all around you like Rian conradi um mitch jacobson Josh, Connor Keys, and go on and on. But yeah, this is a very, very talented roster. They're going to be looking to go for two in a row. Yeah, spoiler alert, we have them as one of our top teams. Yeah, we do. But that leads us in 
to our final team. New Orleans. New Orleans. Yes, I think at this point now, I think they're the only remaining um, original side. Um, I think they're that has never made the postseason. Um, so, oh my God, it, they, I think they, it's like pulling teeth for them, man. They just want right. to get of the. We had seven original sides. Um, five are left. Obviously, Austin and Colorado on here, but. Um, they are the only side, even even amongst the ones that left, are the only side of the originals to never make the playoffs. So they've been close multiple times. They finished one spot out of the playoffs several a few few times. They did last year. They were uh, right behind Old Glory DC. I think they're going to be making another push this season. Um, and the man to lead them, my MVP, Rodney Yuana. Um, I think him at. Uh, I have. He's going to be very, very good for them. Samoan International, very experienced fly half. He did very well for them last year there. So expect him to pull a lot of strings and do a lot of great things. I mean, that's a great one for MVP. I mean, it, you can also put in, like, into the uh, conversation, the newest edition of Ed Fidow. You could put in Cam Dolan, as always, as a great leader. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even like a JP Duplessis if he plays really well this year. Yeah, Duplessis and uh, Depreschmidt at the um, maybe positions. Dougie Fife, like again, Scotland International. Uh, yeah. They got a lot, like I said, like they got a lot of, ta- like they got a lot of talented guys. Mm-hmm. That would probably would like start on any team, uh, yeah. And they're 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 but, similar in their build to in a way to Utah that they usually have a lot of young American players. You know what? Um, yeah, you're so right. That is so yeah, true. Especially in like the forwards, they're kind of they have a huge group of front rowers. Um, they have was it four uh, loose heads, four hookers. Five tight heads, one of which can play, also play lucid. So I think that might be like our biggest, uh, you know, I think most teams have about nine to ten. And, you know, they're sporting 13. So that is a lot. Yeah, they do have carry a lot of forward depth, but Mm -hmm. can't hurt. Can't hurt. Again, forwards win games. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah. MVP Rodney Iona. Iona, yeah. So key loss, Jordan Trainer. Um, he was, you know, uh, pretty very good player for them last year. Um, I he started a lot at fifteen. He, I think he started 10, 10 12 matches somewhere around there for them. Um, Scored a couple tries, and then obviously uh, after the it was over, he went to back to NPC in New Zealand, which I think he's where he still is because he's from there. But yeah, no, he was very good at fullback for them. Uh, played a lot. Usually did not come off uh, the field once he was on it. Um, so he'll be a tough player to, to replace. Very talented player. Um, Low-key, he seems like the kind of player that might come back mid-season. Right. Yeah, I feel like we, a couple of these dudes, we've talked about that. Him... Uh, Joe Johnston, um, 
who who else did we um Lance Williams. Yeah, they could potentially like come back from overseas or from the seventh circuit. But yeah. Now he he'll be a tough player to replace. He's very talented, did a lot of great things for them. But also in the back three now that they have coming in, you mentioned him. Ed Fido. Big bruising boy from Samoa, 6'1, 225, 21 caps to his name. And formerly of a, New York, yeah. Formerly of New York, just a monster. I think it'd be very exciting to see him back there alongside guys like Harley Wheeler, Jack Webster, Dougie Fife, uh, and <laughs> only. So, dude, a Dougie Fife, Harley Wheeler, Ed Fidel bag three is dangerous. Very, yeah. No, this is um, he'll be he'll be a big addition. Um, Julian Roberts, I think, also was a great uh, get for them in the draft. I'm excited to see him. He's listed as both a winger and fly half. I would like to see them develop his fly half skills, but winger may suit him better with his frame. We'll see. Um, some uh, they, they this was another team that didn't have a lot of changes. Uh, Augusto Bohm is uh, a good one that they brought in at hooker, twenty five caps for Chile. Yeah, I feel, I feel like they have the fewest amount of changes, and that's why seemed, I feel like they're not going to surprise me this year. Yeah, but hey, cohesion. Cohesion, cohesion, yeah, cohesion. No. We always talk about it. We uh, praise it, and yet we... Hmm. Yeah, I was we just saying it we praise it, but we sometimes we don't give people credit. Yeah, no. I, I like I, that. I that. Yeah, and I think that could be really coming to play for them. Um... Yeah, yeah, they 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 brought in what they needed here and there, but you know I think they just really like their roster, really like the guys. They're developing their players, so we're gonna see. They have a lot of depth. Um, Olajuwon Noah is another guy that they brought in Samoan international at lock. I think it'll be interesting to see him give a go. Uh, Ken Darling, I think he was a. Uh, um, I can't remember if he was drafted or just picked up as an undrafted free agent uh, this last year. He was drafted. Great t-shirt. Yep, but yeah, I am. I think that kind of brings it to a close. This is the team that will be trying to get their first playoff berth, and uh, who knows, they might surprise Ever. us. <laughs> yes. Yeah, who knows? But to round out that, we're going to look at the e- our guesstimation for the Eastern standings. And like I said previously, number one, top team, Looking for back-to-back New England, followed by D.C., because like we said, they made a good run last year. Maybe they're going to switch something up. And we think that, honestly, we look like we were predicting them for to win, you know, nine, ten games. Even, like, if they really wanted to go for it, they could get 11 or more. Uh, then followed following them, Chicago. Again, really talented squad. Maybe the cohesion and having some guys that stick around as well as adding some new tools will help build them up. Miami, number four. Again, going back to the new teams in this league, don't have a whole great track record of making it to the playoffs, but just because of how talented they are, you can't, you can't not put them at least at that four spot. And then following them, Nola, I don't see them making the playoffs also. I think we, this is something that we both agree on. Mm-hmm. There's like, we keep on, like I said earlier, 
this squad is not really surprising to me. And I don't I think it, since it's so similar to previous squads, it cannot I feel like it's gonna be the same old song and dance for them. And then following up, Carolina the anthem, like unfortunately they're probably gonna go they might win one, two games, maybe. They just I have so many young yeah. guys, man. It's so many young it Yeah, yeah. I, it is a development team. It's just I hope they don't get discouraged that they're playing yeah. like all these international players. Maybe, 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 maybe they surprise us and maybe. win yeah, a lot of games. And that's just because they're young and they're spry and they're, you know, good cohesion because a lot of these guys either played with each other or, you know, they have experience with each other somehow. And they've yeah. been playing. And honestly, they've been training together for a long time now. Even though the squad yeah. had only just been recently announced, yeah. they, these guys have been training with each other. Yeah. So. And I mean, a lot of these dudes played for U20. They played for the Falcons. Several of them have played for the Hawks. So, like, they've been yeah, in squads it, probably it, alongside yeah, each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I would say they're likely 0 16. They might steal a game. I think they'll. They're going to get better as the season goes on, as these guys improve. A lot of these guys are young. But, yeah, no. I, but I wouldn't I be surprised that first mm-hmm. game of the season, they just get totally blown out by New England. Yeah. Like, totally blown. I'm talking, like, 50 to, like, 3. Yeah. Let's not start writing their obituary just yet. But, yes, yeah, I think it, it's, it'll be a uh, tough start to the, the season. Yeah, and so. The season. To round it all up, that was our predictions for the next upcoming season, as well as, again, like our key additions, key losses, potential MVPs. And apparently, we're going to have to do a Hall of Fame ballot pick or whatever for the MLR. But anyway, this weekend, we have round three of the Six Nations. Fantastic lineup all around with... Ireland-Wales kicking off the weekend on Saturday at 9.15 Eastern, followed by one of the biggest rivalries in all of European sport, Scotland versus England, and for that Calcutta at 11.45 a.m. on Saturday. And then rounding it all up, France versus Italy at on Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern, so, great weekend of Six Nations Rugby, one of the best tournaments in all of European sport. So, that being said, go watch some rugby. <laughs>